The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about forgiveness, and that is something that we've talked about before, but I, I think we can never talk about that enough because Forgiveness really frees us to be who we want to be. It frees us from the chains that bind us to the past. And when we're chained to the bind uh, and bound to the past, all those conflicts and pain and hurt just keep festering in our bodies and in our hearts and in our souls. And so this is such an important issue, and we have to forgive over and over and over again. And there is a wonderful book that I've been reading. It's called How to Forgive and Move On. You know, in my mediations, people say, okay, I'm, I'm trying to forgive. And, but they don't move on until they really do forgive. And this is by a wonderful author, Jenny Hare, who is actually on the line with us all the way from the United Kingdom. So we're really excited about that. Let me tell you about this wonderful woman and wait till you hear her great accent. Jenny Hare is an author, artist, and counselor. And she was Agony Ant, which was an advice columnist for Woman's Weekly for over 17 years. And she became a columnist for Southern Newspapers for many years as well. As a counselor, and she's a certified counselor, she specializes in personal development and relationship therapy. She believes that kindness, compassion, and understanding and forgiveness are a way of life that are the answers to every problem. And she's also the author of this other book that I w- she sent me, and it's called Secrets of Happy Relationships. It's 50 Techniques to Stay in Love, along with this book, How to Forgive and Move On, which I just adore. So I just want to give you her website, and then we will t- start talking to her. Her website is Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, Hare, H-A-R-E, dot com. So this is uh, really wonderful, and you will find this interview there uh, eventually, too. So thank you so much, Jenny, for talking to us all the way from the, uh, the uh, United Kingdom. Oh, it's a great pleasure. Thank you for asking me. Okay, so... So first of all, um, why is it that you wrote this book? Well, um, I think that so many conflicts, they go on and on and on, and they kind of fester. And it's because we won't let it go. We keep obsessing about it, and we say we can't forgive, it's impossible to forgive. 
and so we get bound up in it. And I like what you said about the beginning, that we, if we can't forgive, we're putting chains around ourselves. Yes, yes. So let's, for people who don't really get the idea, the real idea of what, of what forgiveness is, why don't you explain what is forgiveness? Some people think it's if, if you forgive, you're really just letting somebody off the hook. But it's really not that, is it? Um, no, I think two people think they've got to actually say the words, I forgive you, and mean them. And A, they don't want to say it, and B, they feel they really can't, they don't mean it. Um, or perhaps they really, really want to forgive, and in the moment they say, I forgive you. But then, you know, the thoughts keep coming up again, all the hurt and the issues, and they just can't stop thinking about it, or they'll wake up in the night with their minds buzzing and going over. And, and then, of course, they make it all come back again, and they get angry again. Yes. Well, yes. we can't actually forget hurt. And I, Oh, yes, that's, I think people think that if they forgive, that means they've got to forget. But, of course, we can't forget. We're never going to forget things, and they will recur in your mind. But then again, and you said before, you have to forgive over and over. It's an ongoing, it's an ongoing process, really. Yes. But it's, it's not just about saying, I forgive you. It's very, and sometimes, you know, that is impossible if it's a really traumatic thing. But we can live forgivingly. And I think this was sort of quite an eye-opener to me when I was thinking about all of this before writing the book and then researching it. And I just came across this principle that actually we, we can't, we, we don't have to forgive. And sometimes we actually can't, we can't forgive, let's be honest. But we can live in a forgiving way. And I love the thing that forgiving is made up the words forgive. So really forgiving is about giving to the situation, to the world, to yourself, and as much as you can to the other person that you're angry with. But it's just very, very healing. Yes. You know, when I think of forgivingness, just like you said, for and give, I think it's like, give it up. Give up the anger. Give up the resentment. Give up the negativity. That's yes. that's how I feel about it. And, and, yes, I, and, I, and in reading your book, I can see that's, that's basically where you're talking about, too. Yes, yes. That's a brilliant way of looking at it. I like that very much. Give it up and move on. And the minute you do... It's sort of just letting go of all that negativity. And the minute you do, I, I sometimes think if I find myself being really negative about someone or something, and I think, I'll realize now, I think it's about being aware of yourself. And if you can just be aware of the negativity you're feeling and how bad it's making you feel, just think, hey, why am I feeling like this? This is silly. And kind of shake it off in your mind. And even physically, sometimes I'll just put my arms down and shake it out. And immediately, you feel better. It's quite extraordinary. It is. And people forget that they choose their thoughts. That, you you know, a thought can come in and they can, just like you were just saying, you can choose to shake it off. You can choose to say, you know, I don't want to think that way. I don't want to live in the past. I want to live in the present. You know, I, I deal with people who are in conflict every day. That's my profession. And people are angry at each other. They feel that they were screwed by the other side. They were they were treated badly. They were hurt. They were, you know, just terrible things that have happened to each other. But, you know, what happens is if you're unforgiving, 
Who does it hurt? The other person may not even know. They're having a good life. They don't know. You're the one that's like in in pain. You're the one that's uncomfortable. It's like you forgive for yourself more than anyone else, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Blame and hate and shame, all these things, they just... You're scoring an own goal, really. You're, you're hurting, as you say, you're, you're hurting yourself. You're not, well, perhaps you are hurting the other person too, but not necessarily, but you, you're bound to be hurting yourself. Yes. So it's so important to, to let go of the negativity, think, okay, there's, how can we get some, something positive out of this? Or if we absolutely can't get anything positive out of it, think, how can we, change the situation now how can i just change the atmosphere around me and and take myself forward from it so that i'm not being pestered by it the whole time and brought down dragged down that's how it sort of makes me feel when i think about it if if you're really blaming someone and wanting to lay shame on them yes it kind of reflects on you as well and very often people who really can't forgive they're very shameful as well about something, and it's just so sad because it's an ongoing cycle. So somehow you need to break that. Yes. And, you know, I mean, you sometimes see these people that they have on TV here in our country where their their child was killed by someone, and they are able to forgive. That doesn't mean that they forget. It doesn't mean that they condone what someone has done to their child. But they're very spiritual people, and they can forgive and do something else. I mean, really forgive that person. And so you wonder how they do it. How how can people forgive someone for something that has been so terribly criminal or cruel? Is yes, it possible? Um, Is it even? I mean, I see some people can do it. Well, people do do it, don't they? I sort of think of some sort of high-profile cases that have been here and and they've come on television afterwards and said we we forgive them we really do and also now I think well you'll know more about this than me but in the justice system here um, they do try and get people together face to face so that they can perhaps heal the damage um, it helps of course if the person who's done it does feel remorse right and sometimes people don't and that's very unfortunate it makes it more difficult but even so, we don't know how the people, you know, what, what's happened to them, how they've come to this state where they do something awful. Right. Um, and so I think compassion is, is usually the key to this. If somebody's lost a relative through someone else's actions, um, I think if they can feel not pity exactly, or well, sometimes it's pity, but somehow find it in their heart to feel compassion for them. Because really the worst possible thing you can do is to kill somebody, and whether that's on purpose or whether it was a a terrible accident, you know, those people are going to be somewhere inside them, even if they act nonchalant and say they don't care. They're going to be screwed up inside, aren't they? So somehow you can find it in yourself to feel some compassion towards them, if not understanding but almost there, there, but for fortune thing. You know, who knows if you had a different upbringing, if you had a different, if you were born with so nurture and nature, if you were also born with different genes and a different mind, and you were brought up a different way. Who's to know that maybe if we were in their shoes, we couldn't have done it? Or if we'd been in that car, if, you know, if it was an unintended thing, if we'd been in that car and 
maybe driving badly or just totally accidentally. Goodness, what a terrible thing to have to live with. And I think if we can just remember that, try and think of it from the other person's shoes, even if they won't say sorry. Um, but, of course, it helps hugely if they are. Yes, and and they may and you may not be able to get to forgiveness right away, and they may not be able to say they're sorry right away. But I want to tell you a, a quick story about um, an another author we had on our show, and I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but you might want to read some stuff by him because this is really your profession. But Azim Kamisa is uh, was um, his son. Uh, was delivering pizza. He was a college student at University of San Diego, and he was delivering pizza. And he went to the house, and a 14-year-old shot him right and killed him right there when he delivered pizza. And it was part of a gang ritual he had to do. And it was horrible. And Azim, who was a, you know, he was a, a, an executive traveling all over the world, um, he heard about this, and he was obviously devastated and um and he went into a great deal of pain as as you would imagine and he is muslim but he went he's a sufi and he went into his heart and knew and it didn't happen immediately but he knew that he had to forgive this child this 14 year old who had done this to his child and anyway he he worked on that and long story short he felt that he he and his child were a victim, but so was the 14-year-old. He was a victim, and he reached out to the grandfather of this uh, murderer who um, raised this child, and he said, we are both victims, both of our children are victims, and they started a foundation, and he ended up uh, forgiving this child who did, I mean, he did go to prison. He, he forgave him even before, during the trial, and um, he forgave him, and the the 14-year-old admitted to it, told him what happened, and didn't have to even really go through the entire trial and was is in prison. And because of that forgiveness by Azim Kamisa and what the father and grandparent are doing, this kid, who's now a young man, has transformed. He is almost like a monk in, in jail, and Azim Kamisa is doing everything he can to get him out of jail so he can help with the foundation to go into high schools and speak against gang gang killings. So talk about forgiveness. I mean, that was an amazing when your, you know, your 20-year-old son is killed. So I just thought I'd share that with you because he, he's written books about this too, about how forgiveness really frees you. And um, and that's what your book says too. Yes, yes, but I'd, I would like to read that very much. Please. Yes, and I can I can send you the names, but it's Azim Kamisa. For those of you who are listening, if you didn't hear the interview, you can go to conflicthealing.com and listen to the uh, two interviews that I've done with him and see his oh, books yes. there as well. Yes, I will. So what if you forgive someone, but the hurt and furious thoughts keep coming up? Now, you, you know, you say, I forgive you, you try and change your mind. What do you do if that keeps happening? Well, I think, again, it's, the first thing is to actually notice it um, to, and, and be very aware of it. Obviously, you notice it because you feel terrible and you feel angry and it's all bubbling up again. Um, and all the pain of your loss or your trauma. But if you actually notice it and think about what's happening to you, then you can get it into 
some sort of perspective, and I'm absolutely not belittling this. I mean, terrible things happen, and um, it it can really have a huge impact on your life and your happiness. But we do have an amazing ability to heal, like the man you've just been talking about. Yeah. And if we can somehow come through that, think, okay, I have got the capacity to heal, if not now in time. Um, but help ourselves along, help yourself along um, by trying to hang on to the fact that you can heal, you can get better, you can let go of the anger. And very often this is by feeding it into something positive, as he did, seeing what you can do about it, seeing how you can help another relative or somebody else. And so you kind of transform that anger and that negativity and end up using it for good. Yes, yes. And and that's that's what uh, Azim Kamisa did. He just turned it around. And, you know, I think if it helps people who are spiritual or religious. Don't you think? I know you have a chapter in there on all the great religions really do profess and um, suggest forgiveness. So do you think it's easier for someone who is spiritual or religious to to forgive? Yes, I do. I think, um, I mean, obviously, if you have a religion, then that gives you a sort of, a, like a ladder, a, a form to hold on to and to work through it. Um, because, as you say, all the great religions do advise forgiveness. It's their sort of credo, really. Um, and it's only people who get caught up in, um, in saying that's not so. Um, but, yes, the, the fundamental of it is that we should be forgiving. Yes. Forgive each other, forgive ourselves. Um, but I think that it's, yes, if you can, if you can get in touch with your spirituality, then it's a huge help if you can meditate. There again, I think if, you know, if you are angry or negative, you've had a bad day, it's all been overwhelming you again. If you can just say, okay, I'm going to take some time out, just get in touch with my spirituality or if you're religious with my God and just sit and be quiet and just touch base with, with God or with, you know, whatever it is that's beyond this world and ask for help. I think asking for help yes, um, from this, this other thing, this, this wonderful, I call it the greater goodness, I like, that's what I like to call it. Yes. It just settles things down for you and it just shows you that, yes, you can get back to peace again. And it is like touching base. I think that's a nice expression that you can say, okay, I can let go of this, I can have help. And very often you almost feel that someone is giving you a hug or holding you. It's like you can give God or, or give the greater goodness, you can give them your burden of, of loss and bereavement and anger, whatever it is. Right. You can give it to them to hold, even if it's just for a few seconds. Right. But then, and that's ever so helpful, I think, in the forgiveness thing. It just allows you to free yourself from the negativity just for a little bit. Right. And for the people that I deal with who uh, don't believe in, uh, you know, a higher power or God or what, or the greater good or anything, they can understand that they're feeling pretty terrible and the only way to not feel so terrible is to release it. You know, so even yeah. if, if you're listening to this show and you say, I don't believe in God or whatever you want to believe, that doesn't mean that 
forgiveness isn't going to be a cure for you because it is. It's a salve. It's a cure. It's a way of moving on, getting on with your life, not being tethered to the past. Now, yes. I, w- I want to ask you this. This is something that comes up sometimes, especially for people who um, want to stay in a marriage, for example, or in any kind of relationship. What if you forgive someone and you don't trust that they're not going to do it again because they seem to be doing the same thing over and over? What is your suggestion for them? I would say if you if you really want to stay with them, then I would say in a way you you can sort of live your own life within the relationship even if you know that they're not trustworthy. You, if you decide that you want to stay with them and you want to go on loving them, and basic, fundamentally, they love you as well, then it is possible to continue on that basis. But it is a sort of ongoing forgiveness, I think. It's a kind of understanding that at this moment they they just can't be trustworthy. But remind yourself that you want to stay with them, and that for the so it's a sort of two-way contract in a way. And I hope that doesn't sound glib, but. I know people who have done this, and it does work. But in a way, you're forgiving them every day, but you're not blaming them. You're saying, okay, he is like this or she is like this, um, but I want to stay with them. Let's hope that they will change. So you always have hope in your heart, but meanwhile, you get on with your life. You enjoy living with them. I think, though, if really they are just behaving despicably and they're just making you unhappy all the time over and over, then sometimes you've just got to face up to it and think, well, okay, um, how can we, you know, maybe we'd be better off not together. And I think sometimes, and I I haven't, you know, I'm a relationship counsellor, I don't like giving up on things, but sometimes there does come a time when you are better just to move on alone. Right, and and so, yeah, I I was going to say, yeah, for me, when when I see that there is a um, a continual behavior and you forgive, then uh, the people start to feel resentful. I forgive you, but um, but that does not mean that there doesn't have to be a change. You know, yeah. I forgive you. I'm not going to bring up and I'm not going to nag you about the past. You did this and you did that and you did this. I forgive because I want to let go of the anger and the resentment. However. Um, that does not mean that this is condoned and this can continue. You know, that's oh, that, that's that's yes. that's how I see it. Is that I forgive you, and this has to change. And if it can't change, then we can't be in a relationship. Which is pretty yes. much what you said. You know, that if they if they're not willing to change, but they're just playing this game, like, oh, I'm sorry, I cheated on you. And then, oh, I forgive you, and I take you back. But then, you know, he cheats again, or she cheats again. Um, it's like, okay, you know, I forgive you. I'm not going to hold on to that, but I'm not going to be with you. You know, yes. it doesn't have yes. to be that you hold the resentment because it's it. Otherwise, you are a, um, you know, you're 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 just really hurting yourself, and then you're not going to forgive yourself. Yeah, <laughs> how can you forgive yes. yourself yes. if you keep being a batting board, right? <laughs> Yes, that, that's very true. And we need to honor ourselves um, just as much as we honor our partners, of course. Exactly. And I, there again, I think that's rather, and that's just come to me, actually. I don't think that's probably in the book, but it is about honoring ourselves, isn't it? And, lo- and loving ourselves, of course, and being true to ourselves. All these things come into it. 
But that empowers us. It doesn't diminish us. Right. And, and, you know, we have to set boundaries, but we can set them, set those boundaries gently. Like, I forgive you. I'm not going to hold anger. I'm not going to hold any of this negativity. I forgive you. It doesn't mean I'm forgetting. It just means that I am forgiving and I'm not going to bring it up. But moving forward, I don't, I, I can't live with that. I, this is my boundary. I can't live yes. with that. And if, and if that has to continue, then this, that's the end. I mean, that, that it's, a, it's a natural consequence, right? It's just a natural consequence. Yes, that's right. And, of course, as you know, if you can have um, some relationship therapy or relationship counseling, uh, that can be hugely helpful because then you, you each have your space to talk and to say what you feel. And at the worst, here we're getting onto relationship stuff, aren't we? But it's well, not it about is, it forgiveness. Isn't forgiveness um, about relationships? <laughs> yes, it really yes, is. So that's, that makes absolutely. sense. Absolutely. So forgiveness on an ongoing basis. But at the same time, as you said, it's about seeing how you can change things positively so that you can live together happily and honor each other and love each other and not hurt each other. Yes. And that's about mutual respect, isn't it, really? It is. But, you know, one of the things that I think that sometimes people can forgive each other, but they can't forgive themselves. I have a couple right now where husband has done some terrible things to wife, and she has really worked on therapy and worked on forgiveness, and she's really moving on, and it's just such a, a blessing to see. And he has not forgiven himself. He Every time something comes up, he goes, I know I was wrong. I know I was wrong. I can't be, I, I can't change that. I know I did wrong. I, and you know, I'm angry at myself for that. And um, what ends up happening is that it insidiously comes into everything that we're trying to do because he's angry at himself, but it gets reflected on people around him, including her. So let's talk about self-forgiveness. How, how do you do that? Well, that's really interesting, isn't it? And as you were talking then, I was thinking, gosh, yes, this sounds in a way like a kind of arrogance. And funnily enough, I think, you know, people say, oh, I'm so ashamed of myself, I've behaved badly, I'm a terrible person, and sort of beat themselves up about it. But actually, that's not really being humble, is it? It's In a way, it's a sort of arrogance that you're making yourself center stage and going on and on about yourself, whereas... It would be far more humble to say, okay, fair enough, I did this and I didn't behave well, but I'm moving on and I'm going to be positive and we're letting that stay in the past. And it's back to that thing about being in the present again and moving on into the future positively and living each moment positively rather than staying in the past of negativity and keeping blaming yourself or your partner. Um, so, yes, it's very much about forgiving yourself as well, and but not keeping on about it, moving on. Yes, I think sometimes it's harder to forgive yourself than someone else. What do you think about that? Uh, yes, very much so, especially if you're basically a really nice person and you've <laughs> been brought up to be kind. And it's, it's very easy to think, oh, no, I'm a terrible person. And, I, you know, and I think uh, uh, some of my friends do this all the time. They can't see that they're... Probably 99% a really fabulous person, but <laughs> obviously we all have faults and we all do things and um, do things that are mean sometimes or 
um, behave badly, and it just happens. Or we'll say something. It can be something as small as saying something cutting, and um, and then we beat ourselves up about it. And of course, it's quite right that we should be aware. And I think it's you know a lot of um, a lot of books advise that you sort of do it every now and then, whether it's every day or every week or every month. You kind of assess how you've been and how you've been behaving. Right. And it's good that we're aware that, you know, obviously we're not perfect. But, but at it, the same it's, time, it's an impotence. It move on better and, and not, not, not use it to shame yourself because that doesn't do anybody any good. No, I think sometimes it's a good motivator to change, right? If we did it, we can commit that I never want to do something like that again. You know, so we are just about out of time. Um, We've been speaking with this wonderful author, Jenny Hare, who wrote this fabulous book called How to Forgive and Move On. And so you want it, Jenny, you want to just give your website and we will have to go. Oh, my goodness. It's gone so quickly and I've really enjoyed it. Um, My website is JennyHare.com. That's J-E-N-N-Y-H-A-R-E.com. You hear this beautiful accent from the United Kingdom, and it's a great book. Thank you so much, Jenny, and we'll keep in touch, okay? Yes, thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. for Prescriptions for Healing Conflict and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. Expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.